Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. What's all the fuss over Hillary's email? Is this the scandal that will finally bring her down? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And the big news this week is Hillary's email gate. This is something that's been brewing for really a couple of years. If you if you track this down from the beginning, the fact that Hillary Clinton, while she was Secretary of State under Obama from 2009 to 2013, used exclusively, it has come out, a personal email address run out of a server at her house instead of using the standard .gov email for official correspondence or even just uh, state-related information exchange. So that really raised some eyebrows because it's really unheard of for two reasons. One, they the government wants to be able to take the responsibility to secure the information that she is communicating because basically everything at the State Department is sensitive. So even just patterns of chatter would be sensitive. You, they want to be able to secure that. Also, they want her to use her e- their email address so that all the information uh, is archived, basically. they It's not her information as Secretary of State. It's really our information, and it's supposed to be there. So she said there was no good reason for that. It was not a, like an intentional thing. She just didn't want to have a personal and a business email because then she'd have to carry two phones around. Now, this was 2009. I had an iPhone in 2008. I think it had two email accounts. And in any case, Michelle Obama has 18 assistants. She has a staff of 18 people. Hillary Clinton surely could have uh, gotten a phone carrier to just follow her around with the phones. So I don't buy that excuse. But that's kind of how it was looking. Just did she, you know, it wasn't cool what she did. Well, one thing led to another, and she was finally uh, pressured into turning over this physical server to the FBI. She did that this week. And she had already, what she had claimed was that she gave half of her emails, all the government ones, to the State Department And she destroyed the other half, which were personal. And then she wiped the server clean. So she tried to destroy everything. I'm under the impression, and it seems to be common wisdom, that you can't really destroy everything. So she handed this over to the FBI early this week. And they said they found right away a couple of emails that contained top secret information. Now, that really changes the game because... That is crystal clear. It's a criminal matter. 
or at, at least she violated real statutes. She's responsible for guarding classified information, whether it's stamped classified or not. Maybe it was, and someone took those stamps off. Now there's a real question. And uh, I was listening to Judge Napolitano on Fox, who I love. He's their chief judicial correspondent. And he, he said that what happened to General Petraeus, who was tried and convicted on breaking confidentiality like this, was much less serious, that he just had confidential or classified stuff in his desk, like physical copies. This is top secret stuff in an electronic server that kind of has, you know, it's out there in the ether. That's pretty serious. I can see that. Uh, but why did this just explode basically on the scene right now? I want to go back and just give you like the quick highlights of the timeline of this story, because to me, the story of whether she followed the form, the procedure of how her email should have been handled, and if there was classified stuff on it, isn't really something I would care about so much as why did she do that? I don't buy the I didn't want two phones story. Why would she do that? She must have wanted to do it for a reason. I mean, these the Clintons have been mired in scandal from like the beginning of their public appearances. I there I saw a little home movie of her in 2000, the year 2015 years ago, uh, saying, oh, I hate email. I get investigated so much. Could you imagine how horrible it would be to have an email trail? Like that was what she said. I saw the video. So, so this... The fact that they intentionally set up, she and Bill, the day of her first hearing, confirmation hearing for Secretary of State, this private email server, to me, knowing all the behind-the-scenes stuff at the Clinton Foundation, all of the kind of way they move money around and kind of operate behind the scenes, seems to me she probably, the, the real question is, did she do this for like a truly nefarious purpose? And that's where I would like to see this investigation going. But let me, it, it might even have started out as, as something nefarious. Let me tell you, the first incident here was how this came to light was in March 2013. So that was a few months after the September 11th, 2012 attack on the State Department's mission in Benghazi, which killed Chris Stevens, the ambassador there. The State Department had put out a memo that said, uh, that this was uh, basically the result of a spontaneous uprising triggered by a movie, The Innocence of the Muslims, just this terrible like trailer. If you saw it, it's laughable. It would not drive you to homicide. And that later came out that that was a false story, that they they crafted this to make it look like there was no failure on the administration's part. But this, but in March 2013, some emails were hacked by a guy, a hacker named Guccifer, Gucci and Lucifer, apparently, is how he got his name. He is now, he's a Romanian, he's now in jail in Romania for being a hacker. And he took, uh, he published these emails from Sidney Blumenthal, who was an advisor to Bill Clinton, an unofficial advisor to Hillary, because I guess Obama didn't want him in the administration or related officially. And he would send Hillary emails. And in this original hack, one of the emails said that one of the reasons for this uprising was the video. So to me, knowing that that story was false, to have that email thrown out there like that could have been part of a, a plan. These guys obviously plotted this whole cover up 
to either make it look like Hillary genuinely believed that or that that really was the story. So if this hack had happened in isolation, I would just think, ah, it's not even real. Like, Or maybe they fed it to Guccifer knowing he would release it, made that account easy to hack. You know, I would have smelled a rat there if it had just ended there. Uh, but because it would have been in her interest to send that email, uh, to have that email exposed. And even at that time, one of the reporters who reported on the story said, isn't that weird that her email address is not a .gov address? Like, that's strange. I'm going to look into that a little bit. But that was over two years ago. Now, uh, fast forward a little bit to the summer of 2014. The Benghazi hearings are underway. They ask state, the State Department, for all the emails about Benghazi. And the State Department says, oh, we just realized, in the article I read, it's like they just realized that there are no Benghazi emails. I, I think maybe there are no emails from Hillary Clinton ever, you know, in, their, in the State Department's archives. So this is crazy because everybody she sent an email to would have noticed or at least seen that her email address wasn't the .gov that everybody else had. Uh, why, where was the NSA? Where's the security that kind of keeps track of that stuff to make sure it's secured? I, there is no way that they didn't know. They ju- there's just no way. So in any case, they went to Hillary then and said, you need to give us your emails. And in December of 2014 which is the last December, she gave them 50,000-plus pages of printed-out emails, and of those, they gave 900, state gave 900 to the Benghazi hearings. That was supposed to be everything relevant. Like I said, she gave, she produced, I guess, half of her emails, and she destroyed the other half, and then wiped the server. So, but now, in June of this year, that Sidney Blumenthal, that same guy, was subpoenaed by the hearing, and he came up with his emails. And some of his emails had not been included in her pile. Now, is that a genuine oversight? I don't know. But crazily, the New York Times, of all outlets, I would never expect them to do this, published an article in July saying, oh, the inspector general is calling for a criminal inquiry into Hillary's use of private email, really ignited a firestorm. And Shortly thereafter, the New York Times had to basically rewrite that whole story because there was no criminal inquiry. It was a security referral. It wasn't like targeting Hillary for a crime. It was just looking into this as a a potential security breach. But the firestorm had started. Uh, It got some legs. A court ordered uh, Hillary or the State Department to produce all these emails ultimately. And that brings us to this week when Hillary did give the server to the FBI, and now's where where it it does become a de facto, if not officially, but a de facto criminal investigation. And for me, the question is, do they want to go after her? They this I don't. It's obvious to me that these things are not are not just right or wrong based. They're political. Look at how General Petraeus was treated for a minor infraction and look at how eric holder got away with lying to the senate about operation fast and furious withholding documents being charged with contempt and still not having to come up with the documents and he's free as a bird so there there's 
politics behind it. I want to talk about what I think those politics are, what I think the outcome is going to be here, and what the implications are for Hillary's campaign. I want to know what you have to say. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. It's a nine on the Mellish meter today. 91 is the high. Scattered clouds, not too awful humid. Stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. I just got a couple of interesting tweets. I got one uh, from Casio saying there are ways to completely erase disk drives in a server. And then uh, the tweet has an example in there. If you want to go to my Twitter at Monica Perez show, you can see that. Follow me. Tweet at me. I got uh, is. But that is interesting because I had said um, I just before the break that Hillary had given her server over to the FBI, but it was reported, I read numerous times, that she had completely wiped the server clean professionally. I read another article that she read a book about it, but the most recent in The Observer in New York was that it was a professionally wiped clean. But within days, one hour, one day, I think, the FBI found uh, a bunch of stuff on there. So if it is possible to wipe an email server... Was she that incompetent? It took them her months to hand this thing over, and she it was like incompetent. I mean, that makes me think there is a rabbit hole here. I said earlier that the very first uh, hint of this was from March 2013 when a hacker revealed an email that supported this full story about the Benghazi attack being sparked by a video. So I felt like that hack was a little bit of a setup. Is this whole story... A big psychological operation. I have an idea about that, which I'll get to after the break. But first, I want to go to a call. Kenneth in Atlanta. Hi, Kenneth. You're on with Monica. Kenneth. I can't hear you, so I'm going to put you on hold. I'll get to you, uh, back to you after the break. But so here's the thing. Here's where where I'm going with this idea that maybe there is a, a rabbit hole. There... The campaign looked super boring. It looked to me that it was going to be Hillary Clinton versus Jeb Bush, that that's what it was going to be from uh, from the get-go. Now, there's a problem there, because if that's really how it played out, if those two led on both sides in the primaries from the beginning, it would look like the fix was in. I mean, who would want either of these people? Their associations with former presidents, husband, brother, are kind of tainted, I would say, because everybody has the scandals. There were some pretty unpopular policies, stuff like that. It just would seem like the fix was in if these two dynasties went head to head. Also, there is some, I actually was reading a uh, an article that said the presidential campaigns provide uh, a significant economic stimulus. How hilarious is that? Billions of dollars. So they want, they want news ratings, you know? Think of Donald Trump. Uh, it would have been so boring if Jeb Bush just kind of held court at the GOP debates. So it's possible that these guys, uh, that that things are so manipulated in the political sphere between government and media that they kind of control these stories to keep it interesting, stretch them out. Because this Benghazi thing, this could have been an issue two years ago, two and a half years ago when it first came out, first was noticed publicly reported that she had uh, a personal email that she was doing government business on. So... 
Why did it roll out now? There could be something to it. But do you think this is a big deal? Do you think she will get the nomination? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, talking about Hillary's email gate. She gave a her she used a personal email instead of the government email while she was Secretary of State. And that was bad enough. But ultimately, after a lot of back and forth, she gave her server with these emails which she wiped clean. So she she tried to get the emails off, but apparently she just gave them to the Department of Justice, the FBI, and they found a couple of emails on there that had classified or top secret information. So that's big trouble for her. And uh, I was reading a poll that said the majority of people think that she knowingly lied and put the U.S. at risk. Uh, a minority of Democrats, 27% think she lied, 29% think that she, that, uh, she put the country in danger this way but independents and republicans overwhelmingly think that she lied and put the country in danger i actually think it's worse than that i i don't think that implies that it's some kind of negligence that she had an insecure server and it put the country at risk actually during her time as secretary of state or maybe more recently but i think it was during her time as secretary of state secretary of state's emails and server were hacked her hillary's weren't her friend Sidney Blumenthal's were, but that would have happened no matter where her email was coming from. So I don't even know if it was that big a security issue. My issue with it is, why why the secrecy? I don't believe that she didn't want to carry two phones around. I mean, by 2013, she couldn't figure out a way to finance her own iPhone or get something that had two two email addresses on it. It's not believable at all. So she had a reason for the secrecy, maybe just a general CYA, cover your butt thing. But knowing all the deals that she has made behind the scenes, you've if you read these stories, a book came out, Clinton Cash. I read the Clint watched a video, the Clinton Chronicles. Those guys get up to stuff. So my question is, what was she actually doing? on the side that she didn't want people to know about. And I don't think she just inadvertently let classified stuff float around without thinking too hard about it. I think that she was up to no good. And that's what I want to know. I don't have evidence of it, but I want them to find evidence of it. And the more that they come out with stuff like, oh, we don't like that she had classified stuff on there, rather than, oh my gosh, she <laughs> she was cutting deals on who would build rebuild Libya before the first bomb dropped. You know, that kind of thing is what I would think you would want to hide. I want to see if she if she's if she got that. I'm going to David and Tucker. David, you're on with Monica. Yeah, I'm afraid the terms straight and above board are, are alien to the Clinton modus operandi. Uh, if they have nothing going on uh, skullduggery-wise, they're still going to to have something funky going on. They're, they're pretty much sleight of hand, almost of a genetic nature. They're like incapable uh, of playing it straight. Right, right. And I would say that even if they had nothing going on, they would still be playing games 
simply because it's, it's their nature. Now, politicians do this to some degree. They just do it to the nth degree. Uh, and the, when they're, the governments don't give politicians of other governments hundreds of thousands of dollars out of the goodness of their hearts most of the time. When hundreds of thousands of dollars come from the two countries I can think of off of hand, um, Algeria and Thailand, not considered to be the world's most beneficent governments, um, are handing money over to the Clinton Foundation. Um, and apparently, uh, to, from the bit I know, the Clintons, including Chelsea, have been using their charities to wash their money. They make their money through huge amounts of money uh, from public speaking. Then they donate to their own charity. Then it comes back out to their charity, and it's untraceable. Uh, well, where that money goes, who knows? There, there was a uh, in the 1950s something called the Reese Commission in Congress where they were investigating tax-exempt foundations to see if they were engaged in un-American activities. And the expose, you can look it up, there are books about it, they found that that's what these big guys were doing. They were washing their money through these tax-exempt foundations, kind of doubling their firepower because of the tax status, and using it to infiltrate institutions to to get deals from uh, from governments to to create policies that benefited them. So tax-exempt foundations are a classic way to get your policies, to get your what you want done done without going through the normal channels and paying taxes. Also, I was just looking. She, apparently, Hillary, Bill, I mean, they're worth tens of millions of dollars after really lifetimes of public service. I saw that she gave a speech the other day. It Literally, I did the math. It was $10,000 a minute at a public college. So somebody spending taxpayers' money thought that was a worthwhile thing to do. Now, who's making that decision? Who's getting that money into her pocket? I do think it gets dirty. But you also had a comment, David, about... Uh, how it works for the campaign, right? Like it's it's they don't want to just be in the lead for a year straight, right? Right. So you've got exactly. that, yeah. So so now that is kind of going deep, I think, to say, and I do, I I do, I do think it's like that, but it's you know not in evidence, but it is true that that there's a lot of manipulation. I think this Donald Trump thing. I, I, it's refreshing. It's entertaining. I don't care for most of the Republican candidates anyway, so it's fine with me. But the way the media pumps it up, then slaps them down, then pumps it up, gives them a lot of airtime. It smacks of ratings generation, keeping it interesting, making it look like there's a real fair fight going on when I think there's a good chance the fix is in. I'm going to Kenneth in Atlanta. Hi, Kenneth. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Thank you for having me. Uh, email gate. Big story. Everyone's speaking of it. But are we not missing out on the fact that she was the first lady? Her entire life was within the bubble. Her entire life, everything about her life has been secure. Um, now she's just in a slightly bigger bubble because she's not in the White House anymore. So are we missing some things? Are we not overreacting? Are we overreacting about this? Well, I personally think that it's a, a lot, a lot of energy generated over the fact that she had her own personal email address, even if classified stuff was going around. To me, as a lawyer, or I was trained as a lawyer, you want to look at what somebody's intent is, what their actions were, what damages were done. If she was up to no good and actually did something, had real content, had real intent, that's when I think you should go crazy. This stuff smacks of like form 
over content. And I felt that way about Benghazi from the beginning. They're talking about her cover-up. Some people think that Chris Stevens was set up, that they didn't send help in because he knew too much. I mean, now that's a real crime, the cover-up. Right the form. So I don't know the answer to those questions, but the way all this smoke is coming out, it doesn't look like they're really going to even try to answer the real questions like Operation Fast and Furious. They never really got to the bottom of it. Right. And I think this is a part of the strategy in general to get this out of the way before the primary so that this can be old news by the time the real fight happens. At, yes, that that to me is a really classic strategy. I think in there, it's like a parallel in the in in warfare or like a, an expression called long term penetration strain. And what it means is that the that like a um, a soldier under fire, if he's long enough, like in the Battle of the Bulge, just sitting there with bombs dropping, will eventually get numb to it, eat a sandwich, just forget about it, even though he's in life-threatening danger. And I used that, first came up with that expression when the Edward Snowden thing came out, when he came out with his revelations about metadata collection and all that, I said, I think, because this was two years ago, I think they're bombarding us with this stuff, for, and they'll do it for two years until the USA Patriot Act comes up for renewal, and then we'll be so completely saturated, so fatigued by the whole story, we won't even care if they renew it, if they make it worse, and they did, without really even a, a big debate. The USA Freedom Act institutionalized that metadata collection in a way the USA Patriot Act never did. It was It was absolutely predictable, so I think that there is something to... Uh, the possibility that that's what they're doing, just making a big deal out of something that's really form over function. It's not good, but it's not, you know, a criminal intent. I'm going to Tim and coming. Hi, Tim, you're on with Monica. Hey, good afternoon, Monica. I'd just like to offer a, a clarification on the news reports that I read. Yeah. That the inspector general from the intelligence agencies, of which there's something over 50 of them, uh, actually took a sample of 40 of those emails, and it, and from those 40 is where he found the four that were classified. So, so it was the emails the that, she, that she had already submitted, and it's not that they pulled it off of her server? Yeah, I don't think they've gotten it off her server yet. It was the inspector general that reported that, and the FBI is the one that has the server, so they're not the, it's not the same guy. Okay, because I do, I do find that the timing of this stuff is kind of funny. Like, so this all came out this week. She turned over the server, and then the next day, the FBI came out with this, uh, that some of those things were classified, and then it's on every news channel. Uh, similarly, the New York Times, a couple of weeks ago, came out with this story that it was there was a criminal inquiry recommended by the inspectors general which wasn't true but when they rewrite the story it doesn't get the same kind of press as when they ignite the firestorm so i have felt manipulated a lot by the way the media has handled this especially since the fact that she had the personal email was definitely obvious to anybody who ever emailed with her and it was in the news two and a half years ago i mean do you smell a rat at all with how this is playing out or do you think what what you see is what you get oh i don't think there's any doubt there's a lot of rats running around here but i think (laughs) I think one of the things that's going on here is that the Obama administration is not really a Hillary fan, and some of this FBI getting involved has a lot to do with some uh, behind-the-scenes politics between the Obama administration and what's going on with Hillary. So I don't think they think Hillary is really their candidate that can, can continue his legacy, and they... You'll know as soon as the FBI actually begins to investigate, and if it continues to drip, 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 then you know the Obama administration is after Hillary. That's what I think. 
Well, I, I have thought for a long time, ever since the Democrats betrayed her with the against Obama in the primary, that, that all of a sudden he was the guy, that they were not going to ever make her president. The way I saw it playing out was that they would give her the nomination, because I do think this stuff is not just like, oh, can we convince the voters to vote? Yes, they have to convince the voters to vote, but they have the media behind them. They can manipulate the outcome. Uh, I think from the beginning. So they, uh, my opinion was that they did not want her to ever, uh, they couldn't trust her to be at the top like that. And they would give her the nomination, but let the Republicans win. Because I actually think that there's even a higher level, a higher level of maybe shadow government, if you want to call it, where there's a big agenda. It's it's both expanding the welfare state and the warfare state. And sometimes they have to alternate between letting the Democrat make big government at home and letting the Republican make uh, you know, promote the military-industrial complex abroad. And I just feel like it's the Republicans' turn to inflate the warfare state. So I didn't think she was going to win. But this I didn't expect. I think that they at least owed her the nomination. But it will be interesting to see how it comes out and how the FBI conducts this. It'll be clear whether they're going to treat her like Petraeus or treat her like Eric Holder. I'm going to read uh, some tweets after this and get some more of your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. A little cooler tomorrow, 89 degrees is the high for Sunday with a mix of sun and clouds. Stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather. Brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And I just double-checked what Tim told me, and that dovetails with Casio's tweet that the FBI came up with these, said that there were top-secret documents in the sample, the stack of emails that Hillary gave to them. So it, so they did not, so far, according to this, these latest reports, pull stuff off the servers just by coincidence that she gave the server to the Department of Justice this week. So it's unclear now if that wipe really did work or not. So that is going to be very, very interesting. I'm sure that's part of the whole rollout of this story. Uh, I also got a tweet from Political Sense saying the court has also ordered Cheryl Mills and Huma Abedin to produce their emails. They are stonewalling. And that's interesting because Hillary said that she didn't worry about entering her emails into the public record because everybody on the receiving end of anything that was official was had a .gov email. So just by virtue of her sending it to .gov people, uh, that it would get into the archive. But these people were dealing, and she said if it wasn't, she would just make a point of filing that separately. That seems kind of fussy for 30,000 emails, but, but apparently these other people had non-.gov email addresses so we'll see if all of their emails are in Hillary's pile. It is going to be interesting how it comes out. Going to Mike and Buford. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. I was just going to make a point. If you uh, if you recall, this is not the first time that uh, Miss Hillary's had problems with uh, hard drives and servers. Uh, back during the Vince Foster thing, they found all the hard drives from her computer and everything else that had been wiped. So we know she'll go to a certain extent to cover on butt and I'm wondering if the Clinton machine's going to start rolling out some of the dirt that they certainly have on people to uh, cover her rear end and then does Obama pardon her when he's on his way out well then you think that she won't even get the nomination if you think it's going to get that bad 
Oh, I, I think the Democrats know she's not going to get the nomination, and she wouldn't to begin with because there's so many people that hate her. Not just dislike, but hate. Yeah, I mean, she was always talked about as the heir apparent, that it was going to be hard to beat her, but I never got that sense. And that Vince Foster story, there was so much hair on that story, yet it didn't... Uh, that that this thing, this email thing, having a personal email address is creating the biggest firestorm I've ever seen around Hillary when it's like the least big deal. I just posted on my Facebook page, 22 biggest Hillary Clinton scandals. And this to me is like the least significant, but it, but they, they do definitely play dirty pool. So I can see how this, if they really want to cover this up, if this isn't just what they call limited hangout, some kind of, some kind of game that they could play dirty. Let's see, uh, what you think about that 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show Before Shopify were you wondering where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify the global commerce platform supercharging your selling you have no problem selling online in person on social media and beyond Gary easy on the cha-ching <clears throat> Oh sorry but my Shopify sales are through the roof Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.